Hello, and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics Podcast, where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning, and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. Thank you for joining Community IT for this podcast, part one. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits. Listen for part two in your podcast feed. I'm going to hand it over to our presenters, uh, Johan Hammerstrom, who is the Chief Operating Officer, and Matthew Eshelman, who is the Chief Technology Officer. All right. Thank you very much, Rosemary, and uh, welcome to everyone here uh, joining us uh, this afternoon for the webinar. We're happy to have you with us. And uh, as Rosemary mentioned, uh, we're going to be talking about IT planning today. So we'll get that started. Um, so we're going to be covering four sort of larger areas related to IT planning. Um, the first is governance, and before you hit the uh, the cancel button to get out of the webinar. We promise to keep that relatively short, and um, we're going to specifically talk about governance in the context of IT planning and sort of the, the critical importance that governance issues play in having a successful IT planning process. Uh, from there, we'll move on and talk a little bit more about strategy and how you can uh, build and incorporate a successful strategy into your IT planning and also how you can align um, your uh, planning process with your overall organizational strategy. An important part of any IT planning process is to understand what you currently have uh, in place in your organization with regards to information technology. And so assessing the current state of your IT is also a very important part of IT planning. And then finally, we'll uh, discuss some sort of concrete budget guidelines some tangible factors that you can uh, that you want to keep in mind, and that can also be uh, used sort of as a tool for helping you put together an IT budget, which is kind of a, in some ways, the concrete, you know, deliverable or end result of a of an IT planning process. So let's go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about governance here. Cool. Um, so before we get into that, though, I did want to have this one kind of affirmation, and um, sometimes. If you're the only person responsible for IT in your organization, or even if you're, you know, part of a of a small IT team in a larger organization, it can be hard to kind of, you know, explain to others the value of technology. And I think the the first thing to recognize in any IT planning process is that technology is important. And as our world becomes, you know, increasingly dominated by information technology, it's uh, increasingly important for organizations to have good IT planning and good IT strategy in order for them to succeed. So we're happy that all of you could join us today and we just wanted to kind of affirm that for you. And a part of what we're gonna be covering in this webinar today is ways that you can kind of take that understanding of the importance of technology and share that with the rest of your organization and get other people in the organization on board with, um, with the IT planning process. So, uh, before we get started, we kind of want to get a sense of the size of organizations that are represented. Um, so we're going to go ahead and launch a poll. Uh, just let us know how many um, 
staff or in your organization, so organizations either that you represent or if you're a consultant, um, organizations that you typically work with. And it's looking like we have a pretty uh, even distribution, uh, about a third in each category. No one here uh, from an organization with over 100 staff, um, but it's about a third from each category. So um, hopefully we'll be able to kind of speak to the needs of, of each kind of size profile that's represented here and um, certainly ask questions as we go along um, using, the, using the question mark. So let's talk a little bit about governance. Uh, so what, what do we mean by governance? And I'm, I pulled this uh, definition from the IT Governance Institute, and um, they revised their definition of, of IT governance back in last year, 2012. And they said that governance are the essentials that ensure that IT sustains and extends the mission of the organization. So good governance means that certain essential factors are in place uh, such that IT can support and extend the mission of the organization. So what are those essential factors? Well, it kind of boils down to three things. First, uh, leadership. Leadership is critical. And if leadership is not on board on some level with um, you know, the understanding that IT is important, if leadership is not engaged on some level with the IT planning process, then it's unlikely to succeed. Um, it's certainly unlikely to succeed on sort of a bigger picture strategic level, but it's also potentially likely to fail on, you know, more of a tactical operational level. So leadership needs to be on board, and I realize that that's not always the case. Um, sometimes you're working in a situation where leadership is not engaged in the process, and we're going to uh, spend a little bit of time later on in the webinar talking about some different ways that you can engage leadership. But if you're responsible for IT planning in any way, um, you need to include that as kind of one of your critical uh, goals or tasks. You need to get the leadership engaged at some level. Second, you need to have organizational structures um, that support the, the proper functioning of IT, support of IT. Someone needs to own IT within the organization. Um, the best way to do that is to actually have a named position, like an IT director or a CIO, uh, and certainly in larger organizations, um, that's an important position uh, to establish and to staff effectively. Uh, in small organizations, you know, particularly in the, the zero to 20 organizations with less than 20 staff, it's unlikely that you will have someone whose sole responsibility is for IT. Uh, generally, you have people who wear a lot of different hats. Um, but even so, you need to make it, someone needs to, you know, be responsible for it. Someone with a certain level of managerial authority. Uh, so oftentimes, you know, we've seen that work with uh, an office manager or an operations manager kind of takes IT on. Certainly, it's not uncommon for uh, someone in the finance function of the organization, like a VP of finance, director of finance, to take that on as well. It just needs to be clear, and that person also needs to uh, take that responsibility seriously. And then finally, in order for there to be, you know, good governance around IT, you need to have processes in place. And the sophistication of the process really kind of depends on the size and complexity of the organization. So, you know, for a small organization, the, the processes might be, you know, as simple as um, we're going to do an assessment four months before our budget is due, and then we'll have a meeting to discuss IT priorities two months after that, and then the budget will be due one month after that. And that's a pretty basic, straightforward process. 
but having that as an organizational process is really important in making sure that the IT planning happens effectively. Uh, as the um, size and complexity of the organization grows, the processes also become more complicated. And certainly as, as for larger organizations, starting to get the board involved, the board of directors involved on IT planning at some level is also important um, for good governance. So these are all critical parts of putting together a successful IT plan. So let's talk a little bit more about what to do if your leadership is disengaged with IT, doesn't care about it, doesn't have time for it, um, isn't interested in it. What are some things you can do to engage the key decision makers in IT? First and foremost, it's important to educate the leadership in an inclusive way. And what I mean by that is you don't, you really want to get them kind of involved in the process. Talk to them using the language they can understand and, you know, framing the questions in a way that are, that are meaningful and important to them. So in general, most executive leaderships are not going to care about the nitty-gritty nuts and bolts of, you know, the technology itself in terms of what operating systems you're running or in terms of, you know, what platform your website is hosted on. Those are, those are the kinds of things that may be important in, part, in the IT planning process, but talking about IT in that way is not going to lead to greater buy-in from the senior leadership. You need to put it in terms that they understand. So if their primary concern is raising membership, you need to connect the dots between how IT is going to help with that, with that problem or with that challenge. If they have a mandate from the board, um, you need to know what that is, and you need to understand how IT sort of relates to that. So, um, you know, it's important to raise IT issues, but it's also important to frame them in a way that, you know, speaks at the, at, to the level of the executive leadership and to the concerns that they have. So that's important. Um, it's also important to be patient and persistent. Don't think that you're going to have one meeting well, first of all, don't assume you're going to get that meeting right away. Um, and when you do, don't assume that it's the, you know, what you're trying to, to um, discuss with the leadership is going to sink in right away. In general, as with a lot of long-term initiatives or cultural changes, organizational change, uh, it just takes time and it takes persistence. Um, so, you know, don't give up on the process, but also, uh, you know, don't be surprised if it, if it takes a while. Nothing is, uh, you know, nothing works like concrete examples. And so if you can walk your leadership through specific scenarios, uh, that will really drive the, the message home. So one of the most common, one of the ways that this happens the most with our clients is when we're talking about backup systems. And if you start talking about, well, we need a tape drive and it's got an RPO of, you know, of one day and an RTO of two days, you know, you're not going to get anybody's attention. But if instead you say, well, right now, the backup system in place, uh, you know, if it crashes, we'll be down for two weeks. And chances, you know, there's a good chance that we'll lose all of the data over one month old. So, you know, and at first someone might say, well, what are the chances of that happening? That's not likely to happen. But then you can start to use uh, more specific examples, like, well, there's power outages. There's weather, you know, extreme weather conditions. There's a lot of different things that can happen. Um, so you want to tell some good stories. And all this kind of gets back to the overall theme here, which is just engage uh, with the leadership. Use 
um, other things to talk about technology rather than talking about the technology itself. One last word of caution, be sure to set realistic expectations. I think it, it, it's pretty common uh, in the world of technology to assume that technology is going to solve all of our problems, to put hopes and expectations on a new system that are just not realistic, to assume that you know, a website development project, for example, is going to take you know the amount of time that you plan for it to take. Chances are it's probably going to take longer, just because that's how those projects often go. So be sure that when you're when you're talking to the leadership, you're you're you know you want to convince them that you know what you're advocating for, what you're trying to plan for, is valuable and worthwhile. But at the same time, you don't want to oversell technology because that will it, by doing that, you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot for next year's planning process, and you're putting, you're kind of leaving a bad taste in everyone's mouth as it, as when it comes to technology. So that's very important. Um, so let's, I'm curious here uh, how engaged your leadership is in IT decision making. So we'll do a little poll here. All right, good. So we got, um, that's good. It looks like there's one person out there who, uh, does not have um, leadership engaged in IT decision-making. The majority are, uh, it's kind of split almost really between very engaged and somewhat engaged. So that's great, uh, great to see. And I think that also kind of reflects a trend that we've seen over the last five or six years, if not longer, of you know, nonprofit leadership becoming more engaged in IT and understanding you know, the, the importance and the value of IT. So, Assuming you have, you know, the governance um, pieces in place, the next step in the process is to prioritize. Uh, and that kind of boils down to strategy. So what, what's your, how are you going to prioritize the variety of technology initiatives that you need to move forward with um, in the coming year? And you can think about, you know, the strategic plan and the priorities in two ways. What do you need to do to maintain the status quo? And then what do you need to do on the IT side to keep up with any changes that are happening in the organization? So, you know, for better or for worse, um, technology requires a certain amount of ongoing investment in order to run effectively over time. And that's kind of, you know, what the status quo is. And so you need to make sure that you're planning for that on an ongoing basis. But then oftentimes organizations in their organizational strategic plan will anticipate or plan for changes that might change the number of staff, might change the types of programs that the organization is engaged in, could change the locations where they're delivering service or trying to advocate, accomplish their mission. It could change the type of constituents they're reaching out to. And all of these things could have a significant impact on the type of IT that is um, being used by the organization. So it's really important as you begin the IT planning process to, um, to consider the strategic plans of the organization. So we're going to have another poll. Um, we're curious how many of you out there have a strategic organizational plan?
All right. So about two-thirds, I'm sorry, three-quarters uh, have a strategic organizational plan. About a quarter do not. So if you're in the group that has one, we strongly encourage you to, to get a copy of that and uh, review it. And that's also a great um, tool for you to use in engaging your leadership. So if leadership is not engaged with IT, um, the strategic plan is something that they're hopefully very engaged with. And you can use that to kind of put together talking points and, um, you know, uh, a way to approach your, your staff. Um, if your organization does not have a strategic plan, then at the very least, what I would suggest is, you know, going to someone who, uh, in the leadership role and just asking them, well, what, what, what are your priorities? Like, what are you focused on this year? What's the organization focused on in the next two to three years? How do you see things changing? Um, and we'll often ask that question when we start an engagement. And it's just good to know. It's, that's very helpful information to have as you begin the IT planning process. So we're going to do another quick poll here. Uh, we're just curious if you have a strategic IT plan. So your organization might have a strategic plan for the organization. What about the technology function? Do you have a strategic plan for technology? All right, it's flipped. Uh, this time around, we have about three quarters. And hopefully, uh, anyway, this time around, we have about three quarters uh, that don't have a strategic IT plan and one quarter that do. And I think that's pretty common. I mean, uh, generally, the organization puts a lot of effort into coming up with its um, strategic plan, uh, but not as much effort into coming up with the, um, with the strategic technology plan. And I think this is an area where if you're responsible for the IT in the organization, it kind of falls on you to put this, um, to put the, uh, the strategic IT plan uh, together. And you want to use the strategic organizational plan as a starting point, and then kind of going back to, um, you know, the question of what's changing and what's, you know, remaining the same can, is a nice starting point for, um, you know, putting together that plan. So in order to answer that question, the next step is to really assess what you have. Um, how do you determine what you have now in terms of technology and whether it's currently meeting the organizational needs? So we always recommend going through some kind of assessment process. Um, when you start that process, you need to know, you know, what your capacity is for doing the assessment, whether you need to bring in someone from the outside to, or whether you want to bring in someone from the outside to do that assessment for you. Um, if there's someone in the organization who owns IT, they can certainly be charged with putting an assessment together. Uh, and at the beginning of that process, once again, you want to make sure you set expectations about, um, you know, the assessment and what will result for the, from the assessment. Like, what's, what's the goal of doing an IT assessment? Um, as part of the assessment process, it definitely helps to review the budget, the actuals uh, from the previous year. So, you know, how much did the organization budget for IT in the previous year? What was the actual spending like? And that can give you a good sense of, um, you know, kind of what your run rate is for technology. And certainly for, for ongoing services like Internet, um, you know, that, that number should be pretty easy to, to get and to calculate. Um, you want to talk to staff, uh, if at all possible, as part of the assessment process. And technology in and of itself is, is obviously very interesting, but it really only has value to the extent 
that staff can use it to do their work. So you want to talk to staff as part of the assessment process and um, find out what's working for them and what's not working when it comes to technology. Now this is an area where you do want to be a little bit careful and we've all heard stories of you know someone coming in and doing a thorough assessment process and everyone gets interviewed and takes a long time and then at the end of it there's a report that's generated and then nothing happens with it. And that actually is worse in some ways than doing nothing at all because you've raised a lot of expectations, you've created a lot of hype around a technology planning process that ends up not going anywhere. And as with any organizational change, uh, you don't want to burn that capital completely because the next time you come around talking about IT changes, the first thing out of everyone's you know, mouth is going to be, oh yeah, I remember we did that two years ago and nothing came out of it. So you want to be very careful about sort of the PR implications, if you will, of doing these sorts of assessments, um, but they are very important to conduct. And you know, related to that, you want to keep keep it going over time. You want to continue, you know, I, technology never stands still, organizations don't stand still, and um, the technology systems that might have met, you know, your organization's needs two or three years ago, you know, it's possible that they're not meeting those needs anymore. So um, important to keep the assessment going on an ongoing basis. Um, so some of the different things that you can look at uh, when you're doing the assessment are, I think first and foremost are your policies. And if you don't have any IT related policies, that's definitely worth noting and that's something that you want to incorporate into the, uh, into the IT plan. Um, I think Policy more now than before is probably on people's minds, largely because of BYOD, um, the bring your own device phenomenon that's sweeping the nation, is uh, something that is catching a lot of people off guard, and not just um, small nonprofits, but large multinational corporations are struggling with this uh, issue as well. And so, you know, that's whether or not you allow staff to use their own device to do work, uh, whether or not you require it, those are all policy issues. And you know, having a written policy that's built into the overall set of organizational policies is important. So you want to look at you know what policies you have now. Are they current? Are they up to date? Um, you know, and what do they specify? You want to look at your capacity. So. Um, does your organization currently have the technology capacity to do the work that it's doing? Uh, internet is a great example of a technology that we don't think about very often. It's kind of just there, uh, especially in this day and age. We just expect to have internet access all the time, everywhere we go. And what people don't realize is, or what they often don't realize, is that um, internet capacity is kind of a fixed quantity. So you, you bought that T1 line seven, eight years ago. Well, the speed hasn't increased. The bandwidth of that T1 line hasn't changed. Uh, and unfortunately, the price hasn't changed either uh, in the last eight or nine years. It's the same price you paid when you bought it. But your needs as an organization have definitely increased when it comes to bandwidth. With everything moving to the cloud, so to speak, with all of the multimedia, video, and graphics that are now you know, available and kind of a standard part of using the internet, your typical T1 is no longer anywhere near the capacity you need it to be to do your work. And so, you know, what what ends up happening is people say, well, our internet's been getting slower and slower. But the reality is the internet hasn't. I mean, 
you know, the, the speed has remained the same, but your needs as an organization have been changing. So you want to look at capacity as it relates to every aspect of your technology. Do you have the capacity on, for the Internet? Uh, what about drive space? You know, again, with the advent of multimedia files, uh, communications and fundraising departments starting to use video and high-definition photography a lot more than they used to. Um, organizations are running out of space on their hard drives. And if you're running out of space on your hard drive, incidentally, you're also running out of space on your backup. And so there's all kinds of capacity issues that result from the amount of space that you're using um, on your network. Um, security. Security, very uh, important part. Uh, what is your security profile? Um, hopefully you have some basic security in place. Security is also uh, related to policies. So security issues include things like um, making sure that you have a good firewall, uh, making sure that you have good content filtering. And this is something that's not very popular, and usually when we bring it up with our clients, they immediately say, well, we don't want to be big brother. We're not trying to monitor what people are doing on the Internet. But the reality is that um, email traditionally has been the number one vector for virus, viruses and malware getting into organizations. But that's no longer the case as much as it used to be. In fact, we had a client uh, about a month ago who got a nasty virus that took them three days to clean up their network. A good half of the organization, I would say, was basically unable to work for about three days. And that virus came into the organization through Skype. And so with the advent of a variety of different methods of communicating, like Skype, uh, Dropbox, so forth, we're starting to see a lot more, a greater variety of vectors. And a lot of them are a lot less secure than email has essentially become. So, you know, looking at, you know, security from a lot of different perspectives is really important. I think a lot of small organizations sort of feel like, you know, who cares about us? We're not, you know, no one's going to try to hack into our network. And the reality is that most hacks are not targeted. You know, most hacks are kind of random hacking events. And whether someone is, you know, deliberately or intentionally trying to do damage to your network or, you know, unintentionally trying to do damage to your network, the end result is the same, which is, you know, loss of time and expense and cost of mitigation. So definitely keep the uh, security factors in mind. And then finally, don't forget staffing and support. Um, that is also a critical part of any IT um, system. You know, keeping IT does take some amount of effort to keep it running, and you want to make sure you have, you know, some uh, support system in place for responding to staff requests, keeping keeping the, uh, the network, you know, functional. So those are kind of four major categories that you can look at to um, when you're assessing your, your IT capacity. And if you hire someone from the outside to assess your IT capacity, uh, make sure, I'm sorry, your IT, where you, status quo, make sure that they're looking at these different categories as well. Bring them your policies and say, hey, can you review our policies? Mm -hmm. um, so at this point, I'd like to hand it over to Matt. And he's going to uh, talk a little bit about um, a simple, straightforward way of mapping your business process. Yeah, thanks, John. I mean, I think we've had a really good um, background and primer on developing uh, you know, the IT assessment approach through looking at policies and kind of organizational capacity. Uh, so once you have those things out of the way, you have a good framework and understanding of, you know, 
your organizational culture, uh, what things are important to your organization, do you expect to grow or change in the upcoming year or years? You know, then it really comes uh, to a time where you need to look at what systems are in place now uh, and how those systems may grow and evolve uh, over time. So you know, I like to use you know, the simple enterprise architecture framework that helps to uh, you know, identify all the different business processes in an organization and then uh, look at those systems as how they uh, kind of go through the organizational chart in terms of what application is being, being used by it, uh, what platform that fits on, and then essentially what hardware. So uh, it's also, I think, a good way to approach uh, assessment looking first as the business process so that you can move it away from uh, potentially that kind of technology view first. So this kind of helps you to ask those questions, well, you know, what's important to our organization? What business processes do we have? Uh, and then looking at the technology that, uh, that supports them. And uh, so, for example, let's take a look at, uh, you know, this chart filled out. So, for example, you know, most uh, organizations, they'll have their business process. You know, email is going to be an important function. Uh, perhaps right now that sits, that's using uh, an Exchange server that sits on uh, maybe a virtual server called you know, Org Server 01, and then that sits on uh, hardware that's a, a virtual server host. Uh, kind of going along, you know, file sharing, you know, maybe that's your Windows file share, that's on a different server, uh, and that's on a different physical host. Uh, you're, you know, maybe you have a business process related to your CRM function. You know, that's Salesforce, and you know, that's out on the Salesforce cloud, and you don't have to necessarily worry about hardware. Um, you know, so this, I think, shows you uh, a way to, to look at all of the um, components that are involved in that application stack. You know, obviously, this doesn't show uh, any, you know, potential interactions. You know, perhaps there's uh, yet another business process or a function that links your CRM with your email system. And so uh, if you're thinking that, you know, a, an upgrade or change to your email platform might be in place, well, then it's important to look at, you know, all of the you know, contingent or tied platform so that if your email moves from, you know, your on-site exchange server to Office 365, for example, you're able to still meet that same business process, but, you know, may, may require some changes, you know, a new connector, a new service, uh, something to tie those pieces together. So uh, this is, you know, a great way to just start to map out and identify all the different things and start to look at the interconnectedness uh, of the system. And I think particularly as, as we're seeing the shift from, you know, all the IT resources sitting in the server down the hall to, uh, you know, different applications and services being introduced into the, into the organization as part of, you know, various hosted cloud services, uh, keeping something like this up to date can be important in just tracking your overall, you know, IT infrastructure so that you can understand, oh, yes, well, yes, we have you know, we're using Salesforce as our CRM, and then we're using vertical response for our uh, messaging, and then that, uh, you know, syncs up with our Google Apps account, but then we're also, you know, doing some document management and, you know, help to just understand and, and keep all those interconnected uh, systems, you know, aware of them so that whenever the person who manages your, uh, you know, Salesforce system, you know, leaves the organization, there's some degree of understanding of all of the, you know, the different constellation of, uh, services that are tied into that. Thank you for joining Community IT for this podcast, part one. 
Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits. Listen for part two in your podcast feed. Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website, www.communityit.com, so we can start a conversation or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders, and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.